It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Happy Saturday. Great to have your company off the bench. Jimmy Williams, Paul Hayes will be with you. What a week of sport. And the Australians, Hayes, over in the World Cup, David Warner getting them to a much-needed victory over Sri Lanka. Yeah, he did. Uh, He led from the front and he'd been out of form, but he got it done. But let's not get too carried away with David Warner's form. Of course, he did it against Sri Lanka. They're not the highest-rated team in this competition. They now take on England. I'll uh, I'll just reserve my judgment until the end of the tournament because I'm still not sure he's the right guy. David Warner, I know he's been a star for a very long time, but he has got some concerns with parts of his game and a bit of confidence, but he gets a score. Hopefully that results in him turning his form around. But Adam Zampa's been the real star too. As a spin bowler, he's been sensational the last four or five years in one day international cricket. And on the weekend, oh sorry, in the last game, his two for 12 off four was magnificent. So the cricket's going well. England next won't be easy. But what about the basketball throughout the week? I think Mm. we're all a bit giddy for Josh Giddy. Giddy up. Giddy up, Hayes. This kid is going to be something special for the league. Uh, Anytime a rookie comes in and Gets 10 assists in a game, which is the most since LeBron James, who, if you, depending on who you ask, is the greatest player ever. So LeBron's got, uh, I think, six of the top seven uh, when you talk about youngest uh 10 assists in the history of the NBA. And now Josh Giddy comes in at number three. It really is unbelievable. And last year in the NBL, we knew he was going to get drafted, but he wasn't playing this well in the NBL last year. It's been a massive rise. Well, I was going to ask you this, Hayes. When you're a young talent coming through and you're adjusting from one league to a, a, a one that's um, at a higher level, what's it like? Like, Josh Giddy is obviously adjusted perfectly and he's fitting in and he's succeeding. How how hard is it as a pro athlete to go from one level, the NBL, a great league, but the NBA is another another thing. It depends what type of player are you. Like if you're a ball getter, it's always the same. You just see ball, go get ball. But if you're a receiver, um, you know, sometimes it takes a bit of time to read and learn your teammates and the cues that they're going to give the ball to you. But he's a distributor and we're seeing that with the assists. So really it shouldn't be much different. Of course, the defense is better. They're bigger. They're faster. They're more skilled. But he just seems to have really good IQ on the court to get players in really good positions if he doesn't score himself. He's not the only Australian firing in the NBA at the moment. Paddy Mills settling into the Brooklyn Nets perfectly. Joe Ingles made his 1,000th three playing for the Utah Jazz. And, of course, it looks like, we, we spoke about this last week, it looks like Ben Simmons is trying to mend his relationship with Philadelphia. Why? What's he done? What has he done this week that gives you that uh, theory or feeling that he has changed his mind? Because I haven't seen him do too much training just yet, and I think he's been still complaining of a back complaint, which uh, he shouldn't have a back complaint because he hasn't been doing any training. At least there's communication there with the club. At least it looks like he's, he might have swallowed his pride, that he's going to go back, he's going to maybe give it another shot with more effort, not be training with his phone in his pocket and that sort of thing. I think this is a massive wake-up call for him. 
Yeah, it is, and he needs it because whoever's been advising him has been really, really poor in that role. And I think sometimes we just get ahead of ourselves in life and the Australian way is to go down, work through it, get yourself in that position and maybe look for a trade later in the season or at the end of the season. But right now, he's got no choice. He looks like an idiot to everybody around the world. <laughs> a sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13 Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass. 13 Paul Hazelby, Jimmy Williams with you on this Saturday morning. We'll be back soon. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby. Let's get into this, Hayes. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Massive story coming out of the World Cup. Quinton de Kock at the centre of it all. Uh, it was a very, very messy sort of saga. He came out, he made a statement, he cleared it up. And you were really strong on this throughout the week, Hayes. And I thought you summed it up pretty well. Yeah, I want to dig all the people that digged him throughout the week. Because sometimes <laughs> you just need to wait until you get two sides of the story. And unfortunately in media, we don't always get that time. You do have to give an opinion. But there were some people out there that went really hard on Quinton de Kock. And then his statement came out. And I thought it was a brilliant statement. I thought being made to do something uh, is not right in sport. And look, he didn't protest with his teammates for Black Lives Matter and the statement that he released was around that, uh, you know, he's been living that philosophy all his life. And uh, look, he has had uh, relationships or or people that are close to him that are coloured. So he's been living that sort of style and he didn't think it was going to offend anyone. And look, I think it creates a really good education piece for everybody out there around Black Lives Matter. But you can't force people to do things. And when you do that, it loses its touch. And I think this Black Lives Matter protest been around for a long time, but how long will it go on for? And do all athletes have to keep doing it forever and a day? You do have the right to stand up and make your own decision. He did that, and I think sometimes we have to respect people's right to do that. What did you make of the original photo of the South African team? Because that's sort of where it all started. Yeah, well, the original one, they went in with no plan with the Black Lives Matter, and that's probably where it fell down from their perspective, is they should have been unified in their approach, and that should have been done a week before or two weeks before they had their first game and of course they had three different stances that were operating and that's where it all spawned from but then to come out the next day and make it mandatory that was wrong and I think it was a fall down in communication and foresight by Cricket South Africa so that's where the problem lied for me I hope he gets back, I hope he can get back into the team and play because he's clearly good enough to play I think he and his teammates maybe have a few bridges that they need to talk through but we're all big men in sport Put your big boy pants on, get back out there, and hopefully they can show some unity, which is what we want at the end of the day. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig in quarry. It was certainly messy, and I sort of agree with you, Hayes. If you're you're being forced to do something, it it looks like it loses its meaning. Absolutely. Now, I've got another dig too. I want to give a dig to uh, long-term contracts. And when clubs Ah. just get a bit silly, because we've had an example yesterday of Jared Polek, uh, formerly of Port Adelaide, big, big deal he got to go to North Melbourne. And some people are probably going, who's Jared Pollock? Because he hasn't been getting much opportunity of late. He he was supposed to be a marquee signing for North Melbourne. He was a five-year, $750,000 player. And he's had two coaches now that refuse to play him. So they've downgraded him to the rookie list. This is a player still with two years left on his contract. So you're talking about $1.5 still left on his contract. It's not a good position. I hope all the clubs learn from it. Well, they haven't 
downgraded him to the rookie list. They've actually been forced to delist him, Hayes, and they've promised to pick him up. Yeah, well, they have to because the contract is still there. Oh, but what what happens if another club jumps in and wants the services of Jared Pollock? Not going to happen because they have to pay $1.5 million over two years, and uh, (laughs) it ain't going to happen. I'll give you the tip. And that's the problem. It's big money. If you're going to make a big play like that, Get the guns. Now, Jared Pollack at Port Adelaide wasn't a gun, and there was a reason why Port Adelaide didn't fight too hard to keep his services. Paul Hazelby, very strong on the dig segment here on Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you on this Saturday morning. It's great to have your company. Coming up next, we'll hear from an Australian basketball legend. He's retiring. David Anderson, what a champion he was. A storied career. Hear from him next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Earlier this week, David Anderson announced he has retired from all forms of basketball. What a champion and what a career who provided plenty of golden moments for McMahon. Opportunities as good as gold. McMahon, be more. David Anderson chatting with Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby earlier this week. It's been been fun and getting a lot of love from a lot of friends and a lot of teammates and family members around the world. You couldn't make it until 42, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Just couldn't hang on that bit. Like I said, I think it's good to go out with a bit of a bang and and I was lucky to uh, squeeze one in with the, with the Melbourne United just uh, recently. David, well done, mate, on a great career. It's an unbelievable performance. 23 years at the top level and 22 championships across that time. 22 championships. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been greedy. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a combination of things, I think. But um, being in the right place, right time, being the right kind of person and uh, just keeping staying resilient and keep on striving for greatness so yeah it's been a hell of a journey did you pick those targets because you've been to a lot of places throughout your time (laughs) oh come on mate i never thought this was going to happen when i was a little boy growing up in frankston playing basketball with my brothers i never ever in my wildest dreams thought i'd be a professional athlete let alone travel the world and win all these championships and represent Australia. So it's just uh, it's a matter of constantly raising the bar and constantly, you know, trying to strive for greatness and, um, yeah, just staying, like I said, resilient and ploughing through the bad times and holding on to the good ones. You've lived the dream playing all around the world, but what about the time in the NBA? You're there for two or three seasons with the Rockets and also yep. the Raptors. What's your memories yeah. of that period? Yep. Oh, it was great. I mean, it was always on my, obviously, bucket list. I had to go there. I actually left a great team in football club, Barcelona, winning a championship in Spain. And I went to the NBA, taking a pay cut at the same time to to pursue one of my dreams or childhood dreams. So it was a great time. I played against all the greats, like, you know, Kobe Bryant. I even muscled up against Big Shaq and and went head-to-head with guys like Kevin Garnett and Dwight Howard and these great names, and, and it was a real eye-opener. So, I mean, I really enjoyed my time in the NBA. It's the Premier League of the world and obviously the pinnacle of basketball. So, yeah, I was very proud to have been able to say I ticked that box. And Danish heritage, so you love uh, playing over yep. there in Europe uh, with Spain, Italy, yep. France as well. Uh how do they compare yep. those competitions? We hear a lot about uh, a few of those players going over there. Nick Kay recently has moved overseas to mm-hmm. represent those clubs. But how does it compare yeah. to the NBL? Well, it's great. I mean, recently the NBL is really stepping up to the plate and becoming one of the most premier, most sought-after leagues in the world. But back when I was playing my trade over there, especially early 2000, 2004 and that, it was one of the best. I mean, second best. So it's um, the EuroLeague's very strong. You- great competition that's into European competition like Champions League of Football. Um, the pay is really good. The competition level is great. There's a lot more skill and team play involved over there. 
it's uh, it's one of the best, and it probably suited my style of play too. It was very uh, definitely a smart man's game, and the coaches loved to, you know, obviously high pressure stakes. You wanted to win. All these teams wanted to be the best, and uh, fortunately, I was on some of the best ones and, and got a chance to to win a couple championships at the Euroleague level. So it was uh, it's definitely a great great uh, place to be, and I really encourage all Australians to try and do it as well. But um, yeah. Now the NBL is really stepping into place too. Stay with us on Off the Bench. More of David Anderson after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams, Paul Hazelby with you. Great to have your company. We are replaying the best bits of an interview with retiring Australian basketball great David Anderson, who this week had a chat with you, Paul Hazelby, and Carl Langdon. Now, Dave, you've yeah. played in Italy, Russia, Spain, USA, Turkey, France, Australia. Do you have a favourite location over your journey that just sticks out in your mind? <laughs> well, I mean, I had four years, four great years in Bologna, Italy, where, you know, it's... Um, I love the Italian way of life. They siesta in the afternoon. They eat great pasta. They cook. You know, they're very laid back. Everything's domani, domani, tomorrow, tomorrow. Like, you know, it's a great lifestyle over there and and I really adapted to it at a young age too. I was only 18 when I went there. But, um, yeah, so that's one of my favourites. And then, I mean, you can't go past Barcelona. You're talking about Europe. Barcelona was great. The, The... the climate's very good. The city's amazing, very international. I, you know, it's a great place. I was playing with Football Club Barcelona, which is world-renowned and 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 looked after very, very well. So it was uh, that's another great spot. But, but to be honest, I've been blessed. All the places I played are, are great places, like Moscow, you know, Lyon in France, you know, Siena in Italy as well, Tuscany. I mean, these places are all like, you know... <laughs> People would love just to live there. I was fortunate enough to be able to play basketball and earn a living there. So it was, uh, yeah, I've been very happy along those journeys and been able to play there. And you love your Italian designer clothes, I understand. I was watching a video today (laughs) and they say you're the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to dressing. Uh, yes, I heard that one, and my good friend Bogues put me or tried to throw me under the bus saying I had a Gucci man purse. I don't think I've ever owned a man purse. If anything, he actually had a little dunghill one at Beijing Olympics, if I remember right. But, but um, yeah, no, I do like a bit of style. As I progressed older, I, I probably carried a bit more, and, and the Italians definitely directed me in the right place. But, um, no, I've always looked after myself and obviously uh, fortunate enough to be able to see it firsthand in Italy and stuff like that. And talk us through that signature David Anderson move, the uh, shake and bake and then a nice fadeaway fade jumper. Away. It's beautiful to watch. Well, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, I like that I've been doing it for many years and I kind of, I've seen all the greats do, like Hakeem Olajuwon was probably the one that I learned off one of my former mentors and coaches, Troy Millenberg. He, you know, he told me, you know, get this little shimmy on and, and shoot it over your left and your right shoulder. And if you can do that, then you can work it, incorporate it into other moves and you'll be unstoppable. And I was like, all right, and took it on board. And, and it is, it's a pretty tough shot to, one, you can't double team it. And two, it's, um, it's, it's really good. And I'm sure I drove many coaches crazy because I'd shoot it so much and, and they'd probably be like, oh, that's a bad shot. And then they'd go in and they'd be like, oh, okay, good job, you know, kind of thing. So, But, no, it definitely was one of my trademark uh, moves. And I, I, I try to pass it on to others along the ways and teach them how to do it. And some of my teammates have acquired it. But, um, 
definitely it was uh, it definitely helped me get out of many tough spots on the court. Retiring basketball great David Anderson there for McMahon. McMahon has opportunities as good as gold. Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon B more. What an amazing career for DA. We wish him all the best in retirement, and uh, I'm sure he won't be lost to the game of basketball here in Australia. And for McDonald's, give back with a Mac this McHappy Day, Saturday, November 13. $2 from every Big Mac sold, including McDelivery, goes towards helping seriously ill children and their families through Ronald McDonald House Charities. McDelivery is available in select locations. That's all we've got time for, Hayes. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.